one of the things managers, marketing managers, and all of these people, uh, will, all of us have to learn quickly is how to forget quickly. Welcome to The Goodest Show, the show on SaaS marketing, from actionable tips and tricks to insightful interviews with industry leaders. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to the, another a- episode of The Goodest Show. Today with me, Bustian. Bustian is an entrepreneur and mentor. He was chairman of uh, and uh, CEO of Storescape, a big company, uh, before he found his own company, Fort Office. Uh, and they are doing a nice uh, collaborative tool, collaborative email tool, Loop. Uh, welcome, Bustian. Hi, Franci. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, so... Um, Bustian, we we actually met because you was you were uh, one of our first customers, and uh, one thing I really appreciate about you is that you were our customer and our me- mentor in a way at the same time. Uh, and and then when I researched research made made the research on you, I discovered that actually you are a mentor a lot uh, in in a community. So uh, maybe can you um, show a little bit light on this uh, this role in your life? Yeah, so it's really important for me that you know you, you learn a lot of things in in, in you know while growing up uh, in, in in business and and learning about business and learning about uh, oneself and and I always think uh, it's very important to give back. Uh, so the community that has allowed me to sort of grow and 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 do whatever I'm I'm doing, I think it's it's just uh, very important for me to try uh, giving back. And the best way of giving back is is actually meeting people that are on the same path and 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 uh, uh discovering the same challenges and and you know if if they're open to uh listening uh i i, I tend to uh take the role of sort of mentoring uh telling them about sort of uh you know the ups and downs of different decisions they make uh telling them as well that uh, every journey is unique but uh, at the same time uh you know learning from others is 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 an important element in in in, in on that journey um, and and I just love doing it. Uh, you know, uh, you meet uh, young entrepreneurs with a lot of energy at the beginning of the path. Uh, it's sometimes like with kids. You know, you 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 totally see the next obstacle they're gonna uh, hit into, but you can't actually explain that it's gonna happen because uh, they're so full of energy. Uh, uh, and 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 um, you know, helping them uh, go past them, helping them understand what's in front of them, helping them is, is something I really love doing. Uh, to be honest, one of the most, uh, uh, um, uh, let's call them rewarding uh, times is when you, you can talk with uh, uh, people with that energy and with that uh, uh, determination to do something special in life is, is, is really something that uh, rewards me especially as well. Uh, assume that this also comes from your experience because I listened to a few of your podcasts and you mentioned that you had uh, good mentors in your, in on your way. Yes. So... Uh, you know, I I, had, I was privileged to uh, have been part of a few really really uh, great stories. Uh, one was um, the story of uh, Hermes Soft Lab, uh, which which was one of the fastest growing uh, uh, nearshore outsourcing companies in Central Europe. Uh, I had uh, mentors there, uh, people that worked with me on a day to day, but they actually uh, were really great mentors as well. I learned from uh, Andre Kuscher, I learned from Rudy Britz, I learned from uh, a few uh, foreigners. I, I learned from the chairman at the time, a very old uh, English banker, uh, 
um, uh, George Barrett. Uh, so I learned from a lot of people, a lot of different things. And, and as I said, uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that I always listened, although I should have, uh, as, as uh, many young people in, in that phase, uh, um, you know, uh, you just think you're better, but you aren't. <laughs> uh, that's what you discover later in life. Uh, so, so really, um, uh, but it was also sometimes when I sort of felt that I couldn't go to somebody uh, and, and ask questions. It's also that feeling that, uh, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, sometimes we are left alone and we are in, in a position where we don't uh, um, have somebody to talk with and, and helping, uh, you know, understanding also there was those moments uh, helped me make that decision that I really uh, love uh, helping other people. Um, and, and not only did I have when I was in Slovenia, when you know you talked about Storescape, it wasn't a big company; it was a small startup. But it was a, it was a really at that time a very successful startup in the storage resource management space. Um, um, the newcomer of the year, according to Gartner. Uh, you know, I had some really great people. Uh, uh, you know, very successful. Uh, uh, you know, and when I call about very successful, it means you know. Uh, a guy I knew, he, he was, uh, he owned about, uh, an account, um, a budget of around 10 billion at the time in, uh, EMC, a big storage resource management, uh, company, uh, storage, uh, company. And he was a very normal person. You know, the, the great people in life you meet are very normal and, and they are very willing to listen to you. They were will, very willing to uh, help you out. And I think that, uh, sort of, uh, compassion, you know, that, that type of people, uh, that made me uh, made me uh, do what I do, and that is, uh, you know, that giving back is, is should be part of the normal uh, thing uh, an entrepreneur should be doing, especially so with if, the experience you have. So, if if someone wants to approach you and and ask you, I mean, is this are those relationships like formal? And you say, okay, now I'm your mentee and I'm a, your mentor, or more informal, or you know, like how can someone approach you and ask you? if you will be his mentor? So, first of all, uh, most of my mentorships I do through uh, SEED, which is, uh, uh, you know, a uh, entity here in, in, in Slovenia, uh, Center for Executive uh, Education and Development. Uh, um, they, their whole vision and mission in life is to uh, have a platform where they bring people together. Uh, and, and so if somebody wants a formal, normally they go through SEED, uh, normally, uh, if I have the time, and I can't say that I always have the time, but I, I do have the time and people sort of uh, connect uh, with me uh, online or somewhere on, on, on the channels, they can. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm sort of an old-fashioned guy, so I'm an email guy. I, most of my uh, reactions and my uh, stuff happens when people connect with me on email, uh, but, but uh, you know, they can do that as well. Uh, I really, I, I can't promise. And if sometimes I don't reply, it's not because I, I don't, but it's just my, my days are so full. Uh, but if, if um, I, I do tend to reply to everybody that's asking for some, for some help. Okay, uh, great. Uh, so, yeah, you mentioned that you're email guy and also uh, current company, so Loop, uh, you're solving uh, solving a collaborative uh, inbox for teams. 
can you so this actually will be the focus of, of this podcast so can you introduce us how how the idea was born and and what were your first steps so how the beginning of this company looked like so uh, really you know after i left uh, uh fermi soft lab and, and storescape uh, and that was uh, quite some time ago i've been in the collaboration space for some time so i i, I you know in terms of how I uh, mentor and in what I believe is, is uh, this is a, a period where uh, if maybe 20, 30 years ago an individual could make uh, breakthroughs, it's, it's, it's a period where uh, teams and the power of teams is what prevails and makes uh, a difference. So I have, I have always been a, a stern believer of, of uh, collaboration. Uh, we, in, in, at the time, a few ten, uh, about a 10, 15 years ago, we started sort of a, a startup on, on the basis of, of providing uh, collaborative platforms that were uh, done from scratch, uh, brought into big corporations in the region. Uh, we are quite successful. We still are, uh, although I'm not uh, part of that uh, team anymore. Um, uh, we span it out and, and, and sold it. But, but basically, collaboration has been something I really passionately believe in. And in uh, about five years ago, uh, uh, this idea about, um, you know, everybody was doing collaboration in a specific, in a place outside of, uh, of, of your inbox. And inbox was, the email inbox was a place where you were alone. Uh, so th what's very specific in email is, um, you know, it's, it's a place where when you're looking and dealing with your inbox, uh, it's, it's just you and the email. There's no people involved uh, in, in terms of you can't really get in touch with them from your inbox. You have to always go to a secondary uh, tool. Um, so you have these two things where you have all these great tools out there uh, that are providing collaborative uh, features, but then you have your inbox and you spend two to three hours per day in your inbox where you're all alone. So if you really wanted to solve the collaborative uh, problem, you had to get people to start collaborating in their inbox. And that's really our, our mission in life is helping people collaborate within their inbox. They don't have to go to a second tool. They don't have to um, uh, provide um, uh, and, and, and remember and do the switches between all these tools. So, so our, our mission in life was... Uh, in the beginning was, you know, helping people collaborate. Now we, uh, we've extended that to helping them collaborate uh, within um, uh, their inbox. So what are we actually doing? We're taking an inbox and making it chatty, as I call it. So it's, 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 you can take an email and you can sort of uh, uh, invite people to talk about it, uh, about a specific email. So think about a customer uh, situation where a customer sends you an email uh, and you want your team to, um, talk about it and, and help you provide an answer. Well, you know, using the traditional method, you would send a, another email to your one colleague and maybe CC another one, and then uh, they would give you a reply and add another three people. So you'd be overwhelmed with that one request, giving you sort of another three to four to five emails uh, across the spectrum. Well, uh, in, in, in at loop email, we allow you to sort of invite other people to that email exchange. You can chat with your uh, teammates. Uh, there's no CCing, there's no forwarding, uh, all in one little nice uh, stream so that uh, you can talk in real time with your team preparing an answer uh, and then actually at the end of the day sending uh, an answer via email. And although it's email today, 
uh, we're working hard to bring in uh, all the other channels that exist in, in today's environment, like uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and stuff like that. So uh, that inbox is not only going to be chatty for emails, but it'll at some point in time, in the very near future, also be chatty for um, messages you're getting from other other uh, channels that are important in your life. Okay, but so w- what was the first the first feature uh, you you were offering? And, and which were maybe the most important pivots you made on this road? So uh, really, we, st- we just started with trying to figure out how you uh, bring together uh, what we call that email experience and that chat experience. So the first feature that we brought, and it's still the same feature, it's called looping in somebody. And that is uh, the moment where you have an email and you want to bring somebody uh, from your team into that conversation so that they can see that conversation. But at the same time, uh, you can talk with them uh, privately about that conversation. So there's no, uh, uh, it's it's like a little micro uh, channel, uh, as I call it, It's that's it, related to one specific email for everybody that, uh, because there's a lot of slackers out there, uh, you know, Slack has a, a channel-like world where you, you name a channel and people can then talk about it, where in our world, an email becomes a little channel where the people you involve can actually talk about that email, can exchange uh, opinions, can provide you answers. And that was the first feature we we actually described, uh, um, uh, developed, uh, described, or tried to describe, and then went uh, to Product Hunt to test it out. So um, the first, uh, we called it uh, looping. That's why it's loop email. Uh, that's why even our brand, uh, our website is called In The Loop, because what we're really doing is we're looping in other people into an email exchange that is in my inbox. So instead of sending it from my, uh, my the email from my inbox to somebody else's and overwhelming, I'm saying, okay, I've got this email. Team, come and join me. Let's look at this together and let's uh, do something with it together. And maybe even I assign somebody to do something uh, around that email for me, uh, including the ability to uh, edit uh, emails uh, together, uh, write, uh, prepare replies together, stuff like that. That's all sort of part of that equation. <clears throat> so we um, that was the number one feature. That's why it's called Loop because we are helping people uh, uh, to loop in other people around a specific email. Uh, and, and Product Hunt uh, a few years ago was, was a place where we said, okay, this is the concept. Let's uh, test it out with some uh, early adopters in the market. Um, uh, we were quite successful that day. It's a one-day event just for everybody. I think everybody knows Product Hunt is a, uh, is a great platform for uh, getting uh, products out. <coughs> and, and really the big thing uh, was uh, uh, that it allowed us to um, basically get some real opinions from real-life users about the concept, uh, about the uh, a feature uh, about how to describe it. Uh, one of the big things in in, in uh, today's world in SaaS is because everything is so fast-paced and so people have so little time to test and, and adopt uh, things. It, it was very important that the feature was simple, that the feature was easy to describe, that the feature was easy to uh, uh, adopt. You know, all the things you were trying to figure out uh, through that initial um initial uh, period uh, where we launched it through uh, product hunt and how how have you have you prepared for the product hunt campaign so at the time uh, my good uh, friend uh, at the time uh, also marketing manager jerry paul Paulich, uh, 
um, he um, he put a lot of effort into that uh, that uh, project. So it was quite some time. I think it took over two months to prepare. Uh, there's a lot of things, you know, th this is where the company comes together, the feature comes together, uh, the copy, the positioning, the onboarding, the, the marketing stuff, the community management stuff, the content of, of the marketing. So there's a lot of things that um, if you want to be a successful SaaS company, you need to, need to come together. You know, some uh, 10, 15 years ago, you needed to have a good product. Now, really, yes, you needed to go a good product with market fit, but you also need all the other parts to, to come together. So um, really, it was it was, you know, getting the features right, uh, making sure that they're right, uh, getting the moment to launch right, getting uh, uh, somebody that's actually going to launch on product hunt because there you need somebody that uh, basically uh, promotes you uh, in that uh, in that. So you need the the hunters as as they are called, and and uh, Yerni, uh, uh uh, at the time, really put a lot of effort to to, to get to know uh, the dealings with products and to get to know uh, how you need to um, uh, get some uh, initial community up and running. Uh, uh, got us involved in, in in getting us to sort of start communicating outside as a company, an engineering company, or inbound looking. And this was a time when you had to be outbound looking, uh, not just as the marketing manager, but as a company as a whole. So it was like everybody was helping out. Everybody was looking for their connections. Everybody was looking for people that knew people so that you could get out there. And, uh, you know, uh, the result was there. I think we were uh, the fourth or the third. We were really uh, among the top because every day you uh, the, there's about three to five launches and, and you have to be at the top of that uh, pile um, to sort of uh, get into what they call the next round of uh, uh, comms, uh, because I think they have around 1 million people they send emails to. Uh, so if you're uh, one of the top players in that day, they send another uh, email uh, to a bigger audience uh, the next day and, and so on. So it's like you have to be successful on, within the first 24 hours so that you can get more uh, coverage and more uh, more. Uh, um, awareness in 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 in, in, in their uh, segment of, of the market so basic idea here was you went to product hunt you get some initial users and based on the data you got from those users you then optimize the and develop the product further so uh, unfortunately we were not so data centric at the time uh, but yes in theory you're right it was more empirical uh, it was not uh, data centric as at, at the time so much uh, we should have been but we weren't uh, we can talk about the data uh, aspects of, of that, uh, of, of the marketing journey uh, later. But, but at the time, it was more, uh, you got a lot of comments, you talked with people, you got engaged with them. People would, uh, uh, I, I remember there was a guy that actually uh, helped us phrase our words and all that stuff because he was so good and he, he said he needed about a day to figure out what this was about. But then, wow, at the moment, he figured it out and it was really all, it all came together. And then he described the product uh, even in a better way than we did in, in some sense. Uh, so, so really what it is, is you're getting all that feedback and you're basically digesting it as a product uh, managers, as uh, marketing managers, to some extent also as engineers. Uh, but it wasn't like we were looking at the volume aspect. It was more the qualitative aspect of really early adopters that have seen it before, that that have. So it's it was 
what I call uh, a more uh, a uh, mentoring exercise at scale than a data-centric exercise. Uh, I'll talk about another thing we did uh, till, uh, uh, sometime later that helped us more on the data-centric side of the things. But I wouldn't say Product Hunt is a, is a data exercise. It's actually in within 24 hours, we, got, we I think we got uh, probably 50 high quality mentoring uh, 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 engagements that help us sort of understand uh, what what are we missing in, in terms of product, uh, what are we missing in terms of copy, what are we missing in terms of positioning, all that stuff that you normally fight with on a daily basis, suddenly you had all these people uh, giving you uh, different aspects and different perspectives of how they uh, see what we have just uh, created and the concept we've uh, put to, uh, to, um, uh, to, to into the market. So it was uh, more like, um, I mean, obviously it was a great, a great learning, learning experience uh, from, from the feedback. And how, how did you then, went from from this so you got first initial users so we uh, yeah so we we learned uh, so from from product hunt you learned about positioning and then you basically try to you know use different channels to try and get the product uh into um into uh, a specific uh, sort of segment so we believe we understood uh, how the product should look, how we should position it, but then it was finding all those buyers. And, and really what happened then is uh, we probably uh, for a little bit too long went for a, a freemium uh, uh, model. Uh, um, that was really the big pivot happened about a year later. I think it was about a year later uh, where uh, we decided we are going to lose the freemium because what was happening is, although initially um, Product Hunt, of course, was freemium because we wanted to get the feedback and all that stuff, but then really what happened was suddenly we had this freemium model and we were getting all this big feedback from so many different places and 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 really what we discovered was uh, we just were getting at some point too much noise from too many places and 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 what we had to do is uh, uh, get the signal out and getting the signal out was all about saying look uh, if you really want to um, uh, use this product uh, we understood what the use cases were by that time, and it was not a single user use case. It was a team use case, of course. It was a collaborative tool. Uh, we we went from a premium to a trial, uh, and I think that was really the big the big pivot was when we decided we can't take we can't really work on all this input anymore because we were we were starting to become everything for everybody. Uh, we we needed to. Um, sort of uh, focus even even further, and and that this was the moment when we said, you know, if somebody wants to use our product, they have a 14-day trial. But after that 14-day trial, they have to make a decision: is it uh, valuable enough for their business uh, day to day? And and really, what happened there is, uh, then we had to find the platform where we could get this to as many uh, people from our segment as as possible. And we used uh, a company called AppSumo. AppSumo is known for bringing products uh, at their early stages to the market at, at sort of discounts. Uh, uh, but again, they have a, a really large scale of, of people. It was not so important that we got uh, a lot of money for it, but it was important that we got real life people that were willing to spend money because that was really the, the difference is getting opinion when people are not uh, ready to spend and getting uh, uh, opinion from people that are ready to spend. So, so really the big, the big, I call it uh, go to market uh, um, moment for us was when we launched on uh, AppSumo 
it was also a critical uh, period in our uh, life cycle because we wanted to make sure we had a uh, a product not only that people like but also that people are willing to pay money for uh, and this was really uh, probably one of the best exercises because again similar to product hunt you had to prepare uh, Jerry uh, was working on the project for about three to four months uh, and then really you started seeing people uh, spending money on your product and you had to understand why and you had to understand uh, uh, what were the drivers what were they looking for in terms of uh, AppSumo was real-life people uh, uh, on tight budgets uh, giving you um, uh, the option to sort of solve a problem in their life. Uh, uh, and, and that was really where we understood, we, we believed we had a final market fit, which was uh, a market where people actually liked the product and were willing to pay for it because it solved the real business problem. Uh, and, and really that's where if Product Hunt was more an individual uh, um, contributions from people telling us about how it helped them individually. Um, uh, uh, what we saw with the AppSumo pivot uh, or moment uh, in our journey, the important moment is it was how uh, small business owners um, actually saw it as as a as an important part of their uh, daily work that would help them uh, uh, manage their teams. Um, effectively, and 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 really, that's where our also our data journey started because that's where we, uh, you know, by the time we had already started to understand the importance of data, uh, we had put in uh, a lot of data um, collection uh, uh, elements into both our uh, marketing journey and our uh, product journey, uh, in in app journey, outside of the app journey, um, and 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 really what it what it gave us is the ability to understand uh, what is it that makes uh, people then um, uh, chat uh, 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 around an email, what is that specific thing and, and, and really what that specific thing is, is um, we discovered people, you know, that there's still probably 80% of all businesses do not have the budgets to spend on uh, big uh, big systems that allow you to do help desk, that allow you to do uh, channel management uh, um, and, and stuff like that. They're still working within the confines of their email inbox. and and But as a team, they have a problem because I'm a manager and I have five people and everybody's working in their inbox, so I have no clue who's doing what. Uh, how are they replying? Uh, who's taking ownership of which email? Uh, and, and as a consequence, it, it's that pivot helped us understand that really what we were solving is 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 the ability to uh, apply a process around how people and teams uh, uh, manage um, manage a um, uh, um, a customer channel in in a small medium sized organization, and and that happened by people paying us to solve that problem and that's what they're still paying us uh, to do uh, these days uh, and and so the AppSumo thing was uh, contrary to the product hunt thing was actually where we discovered uh, how this thing called the loop and 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 a chatty uh, email experience uh, could actually provide big value to uh, a business owner a uh, let's call it a, a C-level executive in a small company, uh, because really what they were doing is they were trying to solve the uh, 
the big problem of uh, I don't have control of how my sales team or my customer team or my customer success team is uh, dealing with uh, customers because it's still being done on email. And email is really not uh, suit for pur- fit for purpose for these kind of things. Okay, so you you were mentioning. I mean, it's 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 a great story, and and you were mentioning um, this data journey uh, because we were at least partly partly involved with it with it. And uh, maybe if if you can uh, go a little bit deep dive into this segment because it was quite a unique issue. When at the same time you want to track um, company but also unique users inside of the company and also uh when so when you have a lot of events like new email and chats and a bunch of stuff people can do in the app so how to distinguish which are those key actions that you know that someone understands your product and it's kind of qualified lead for you uh and then what to do after after it so it's it, it, that was really the 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 well it, it was the hardest part of the story but yet it was also the biggest uh, fun part of the story and it still exists I mean it's not like you you solve it but it's like at least you know you're in the right path so um, you know you, the, the the theory in SaaS and every book you, you read tells you uh, the way how you succeed is you you find that core uh, group of users that actually love your product and, and use it on a daily basis and figure out what's special in in terms of what are they doing that others are not doing and then uh, uh, you know go back in the journey and figure out what did they do when they were onboarding what did they do when they were looking for for a solution like that uh, in the market and so on so you go from the ending backwards how do you get to the first core you do a lot of stuff figure out you know try to get at whatever cost uh, uh, to, to that initial core. Once you have that initial core, uh, uh, be very, very uh, uh, diligent in understanding what they're doing that other people aren't doing. So what we discovered is, um, so our, our journey, as, as you said, was we initially put in, you know, we, we had a few events where a lot of people were coming in. Uh, we were putting in uh, a lot of um, uh, data collection elements so that we were uh, figuring out what people uh, were actually doing. But as as you probably understand, that being in this business, uh, uh, the core thing is signal from you know uh, from the noise. How do you sort of distinguish what's the signal? And it took us quite some time to figure out uh, what our signal was, uh, and and it was related to we were jumping between is it is this really a team thing, or is it a user thing? And 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 the interesting thing is is that. Uh, uh, through the years, we, we've been with Mixpanel from the beginning in terms of data collection. Uh, you, you could also see how uh, Mixpanel was all, also giving you possibilities to manage both the user-centric uh, uh, view, and then they later on added the team-centric uh, uh, view, uh, a way to collect data uh, uh, on, 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 on mass within a, a specific uh, set of users. And, and for us, it was it was more to do with, at a specific point in time, we understood what these users were doing at the beginning. And there's always a core user. There's always a user at the beginning. That's really the critical path. So the critical path we discovered was we understood what it looked like to be engaged as a team, but understanding how 
it started and how that onboarding, uh, which we still have not perfect, perfected, but we're working hard to perfect it, is, is how do you sort of onboard that initial user? That There is always a specific initial user. There is a specific way of uh, them onboarding. There is a specific uh, you know, time frame that uh, you are allowed to uh, find, uh, find him, uh, give him the value, as you know, uh, the quicker you give them value, uh, the higher the probability of success. But it's like, for us, it was understanding the the, the uh, individual dynamics. Then we were discovering the team dynamics uh, of that. But at the end of the day, understanding the team dynamics and then extrapolating it to the beginning of the journey, we discovered there's always one user uh, who, who needs to have a certain level of behavior at the beginning uh, to make him uh, um, to make him successful and 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 it's not about his behavior but giving him the tools to uh, to um, create an environment where he can invite other people without being uh, without fearing he's gonna mess up something uh, giving him um, the ability to set up uh, um, the stuff he wants to set up uh, very simply and within a short time frame so although we were looking at a team product and a team aspect at the end of the day the onboarding uh was uh was uh always an individual thing and, and that was where uh the big the big the big thing was happening in terms of onboarding once that one was starting to be solved of course the bigger problem then was is or still is is now now you're back at marketing so you've you've somehow got them you've done all these things quite expensive but you've got a set of people you've discovered uh, how they look once they're engaged. You discover what was special about their onboarding journey so that you can support people in setting up their environment. But then it's also understanding which of the users, where, what were they looking for uh, in, uh, in that big world, uh, what kind of channels they were coming through. Uh, so you had to do end-to-end uh, tracking. So uh, the products we had couldn't give us that two years ago uh, um, uh, to changing and, and measuring somebody when they change from an anonymous user to a, a, a named user. Uh, Mixbound introduced something like that about a year ago uh, as, as early beta. Uh, they're quite good at it now. So now we understand exactly from the moment somebody hits our uh, 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 web page to the moment uh, they are or they are not activated in, in, in the product. Uh, uh, about what they did, how they did, uh, how they did it, uh, and and as I said, if you, if we we're just looking at the marketing side of things, you know, you would think a landing page with ten percent conversion is much better than a land than than a uh, two percent uh, uh, conversion, but it isn't because if if ninety percent of the two percent convert in the app and only uh, 1% of the 10% convert in the app, uh, uh, it's a big difference. So you really have to have end-to-end uh, uh, tracking. If I understood you correctly, currently you are relying mostly on Mixpanel. So is Mixpanel, in your case, this solution for end-to-end, or are you combining different also uh, different other, other analytical tools? So from, from a perspective of, of, of analytical tools, we use, of course, the whole Google suite uh, for, beer, for obvious reasons, plus Mixpanel is, is really the center point. Now, I'm not saying Mixpanel is the only one. That's the one yeah. we chose uh, uh, a few years ago, and, and they've really done well in, in, in supporting uh, uh, our philosophy, and, and you can see, to, you know, 
they develop the features we actually need, which means a lot of people out there are, are, are on the same on the same journey. Um, uh, we of course use uh, uh, other tools for automation, marketing automation. We use tools for. Uh, uh, we also look at the data uh, from Google. Uh, uh, from the Google data uh, tools, uh, but but if you look at end to end, more or less, it's it's uh, mixed panels where uh, the picture we have an acquisition uh, dashboard and we have an activation dashboard. To be honest, and and really what it uh, gives us is is, is uh, a clear understanding of um, how many new, new business domains we get per week uh, and how many of them we convert. Uh, 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 activate per week and then convert per week. That's really the three uh, major numbers. And then at the end, it looks very simple, but the journey to get there is, is, is believe me, uh, full of noise and full of, uh, I call it, uh, inroads into different places uh, and, and, and sort of nudges where you go somewhere and you figure, ah, this wasn't right. And then you just have to be quick and, and, getting back into line and, 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 and making, uh, at the end of the day, a lot of uh, small uh, good decisions instead of uh, one that makes all the difference. And so uh, this was like the, the ground base for, for scaling. So when you have this user journey right, when you understand the key moments, when you're able to measure it, that's the moment when you can then start really going in the market, attracting more users, it's, I don't think so because I don't think there's a. Uh, as I said, there's it's it's all a journey. I don't think there's a moment. I think it's a it's 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 a it's a large number of smaller moments. Uh, that's what I believe in. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like the scaling starts when you basically have enough data to uh, actually be able to push. Uh, uh, um, and 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 do a lot of velocity test. I, I call it high velocity uh, market testing, uh, because it's like at the end of the day, um, uh, the tests themselves and in, in, on the marketing side these days can be very quick. You, you don't need uh, six six month uh, cycles to get the data. Are you good or not? You can do um, nice tests within a four to eight week uh, period. So so really, when you have all that you have what I call the platform then to do what we're currently in. And that is doing a lot of testing on, on different channels with different uh, assets, with different uh, components uh, uh, in, in the market. And, 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 and really the hard part of it is um, uh, not only do the tests, but do them uh, quickly, uh, have a velocity, meaning the more tests you do, uh, the more I think you have uh, probability of, of success. Uh, but as quickly as you start new ones, kill the ones that are not working. And that is really, again, a process. It's not a, oh, this is now scaling. It's like when you have that in place, uh, uh, you still need time to get to what I call the sweet spot of, 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 of things working. But it's like, at least you have the platform to uh, to 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 have the option of being uh, successful. So now we're in this phase where we're doing a lot of multi-channel uh, 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 marketing. Uh, uh, is it the number of channels that I want to know? Is it the, the velocity at which I want to be? No, uh, but it's always you know there are constraints and how quickly you can move. But I think at least you're doing the right stuff because it's not anymore about the product. We believe we have market fit. Yes, you're fixing it. You're doing add-ons, but it's like now you're going out and finding all the different routes to get to your uh, to your customers. And that in itself is not 
this is the channel and this is how we're going to do it. It's it's a constant uh, um, uh, fiddling between uh, uh, different channels, uh, between different um, spend on those channels, b- between different a- artifacts on those channels. I mean, you know, marketing uh, assets that you use on, on, on those channels. Uh, so you need a lot of different things to sort of make it happen and, and playing around with those is, is really what makes it is, is one of one of the mentors I, I talked with very shortly uh, about six months ago uh, I met a guy that, that I think has a budget of about also in terms of marketing uh, um, a few billion and he said uh, a, a real marketing manager these days is, is more like a, an asset manager uh, he's playing around with a lot of different uh, 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 what I call campaigns, and he's basically starting campaigns and killing campaigns, and that's really uh, uh, um, uh, the, the 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 name of the game because you need to kill it if it's not working. But how long do you wait for it to start working, and and what are the ones you have to start, and how how do you start them? What creativity do you use to to start them? And 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 so he said it's 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 like you know starting things and killing things. Those are the two things you have to work in uh, uh, marketing. Um, the, the big the big thing about marketing these days is when I started, I, I remember my mentors always saying, well, in marketing, you don't know which 50% uh, of the investment is is is, is not lost. good. There yeah. is lost. Well, the thing is today, you know. Uh, uh, so the difference is today, you do know. You just have to sort of have enough small investments in different places so that you can kill the ones that are not bringing at the right moment, not too quickly, not too late, and bring in the new ones so that you can you can be um, uh, you can find the sort of the the the, the magical um, the magical um, uh, source. portfolio. <laughs> yes, the magical source, but also understanding that that source is is things change, people change. And, and as, a, as a consequence, whatever they put in the sauce for McDonald's today, although it seems the same sauce, they actually change it every year. And you have to do those micro adjustments all the time if you want to be successful long term. So it's not like there's a sauce and then you're successful. Yes, of course, you get to the next level, but you have to constantly be working on those, on, on that uh, uh, mixture. Um, and, and that's a lot of hard work uh, on, a con- on a consistent basis. Great. Uh, I think that's really that's really that's really useful for for our listeners. Uh, one one more uh, topic I would like to cover at least shortly. Uh, so we were a lot talking a lot about um, different things you did from AppSumo, Product Hunt, and and tracking and marketing. Uh, how how do you build a team for this? Because at the beginning you're a small you're a small. <laughs> And I guess your team gets bigger. So how 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 do you get talent? How to know who to hire? What kind of roles do you need? Or how do you think about it? How do you decide about those things? So uh, um, it, it was interesting. I, I, I listened to a really great product guy about two years ago. And, and he talked about sort of, uh, uh, you know, everybody gives you one one big thing you should remember from whatever. And, and, and I remember him saying is... Uh, in, in the life of a product guy in, in a startup, there's a period before and after. And and what is the difference is before, you just have to have a high intensity of trying different things and doing everything you can to just get the result. But there's, there's even if 
looking backwards, you could talk there's a process. There isn't. You just do a lot of different things. And then at a specific point in time, it becomes more governed by process and you, you put it in into a system. Uh, so there is a before and after in this as well in terms of the team. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we've been around for such a long time. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not like you're building a team and everything stays. I had a great marketing manager, uh, Jerry, one of the biggest brains of marketing I've ever met. Uh, and at a specific point in time, it was time for him, you know, and us to part ways, uh, uh, not because he was bad or he was, he was, uh, good or because he wanted, but it was just, you know, there was, a moment where things happen and, and, and that's how things happen in a, in a startup things happen. Uh, 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 and, and so you, you have to have a little bit of luck, but most of all, you have to have a lot of intensity of, of looking for, uh, you know, a marketing manager. I spent more than, uh, six months, uh, looking for a marketing manager. I've spent more than two years looking for, uh, great product managers all the time. Uh, um, we look for, um, different partners we can partner with. And, and so it's, it's not like there's a process, but in a startup with limited resources as, as a CEO and as a team, you know, what's missing. And if, if you really want the solution uh, uh, for, for the problem is if you know what's missing, puts time and intensity into solving the problem. It's like, uh, you know, in a big organization, you have this organization, you say, this is the type of team I need. You've got an HR manager, you give them the task, they can do it for you. But in a small organization, it's, I really think it's, it's about, uh, um, okay, in six months time, this is what we need. We need somebody that is able to do end to end, uh, 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 measurement of, of the user journey, who's data centric in terms of marketing, uh, who also understands content, who's been sort of has this kind of experience. And we had to work hard to find somebody, uh, or Anna, uh, who's very data centric, who, who's basically building us to get to the next level. But if we hadn't, if I hadn't spent probably 40% of my time at the time when we were looking for her or even more, we would have never got there. So the, the answer is not do this and this and this, but it is very simple. Put the time into the most important things you have to achieve because, and what is the most important thing you need to achieve is uh, there's a really good podcast I had with Patty, the uh, former uh, HR of Netflix. And she always said, if you want to understand what you need from a team, understand what the business needs from that team. So you need to understand, okay, we need to get to this, this next level. You need to understand those uh, parts that are missing. And if you need to uh, get these kind of results, marketing wise and, and the stuff I've been talking with, find a person that's going to take over that responsibility and then find that person. Spend all the time you need in a small company to find that person because if you won't find them, you won't succeed. You won't be able to do everything and be uh, the superman in that organization as the CEO. And, and, and it was really basic stuff, but very true. So. In a small organization, it's not so much about the process. Yes, there is a process when you look back, but uh, you can, as Job said, connect the dots. But when you're in 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 the thick of it, uh, uh, what I when I mentor, I say to everybody: So, what are the three things you want to achieve as a company? Okay, uh, tell me what are you doing to achieve them. And what always happens is when they put it on paper, they understand this is what I need to achieve. And I'm spending 90% of my time doing stuff I'm, 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 uh, um, that doesn't contribute to the three most important things. So just that basic thing of you doing what you're supposed to be doing 
on 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 a very disciplined manner. And, and believe me, I find myself many times discovering I'm not doing what I should be doing uh, 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 for various reasons. And I and I get it because it's hard. But if there's one thing is if you want to get a good team, you have to spend time building that team and nurturing that team and getting people in and getting people out. Also important, you know, there are people not because they're bad, but it's just time for them to uh, find something else. And, and, and I was really happy when I had that podcast with uh, Patty, uh, as I said, she was the former HR. She wrote a great book about HR and, and, and really it's not about, Liking people, not liking, performing, not performing is, is you know, a business needs something. That person, you need to bring a person that, that can take that you know, on, on their and put it on their shoulders. And they have to sort of help you as a team uh, get it. And, and really your role as the CEO is, is, is to find, uh, to get out of their way, which is hard for a CEO, and, and, and find the right people to, uh, uh, to take on those uh, burdens uh, in, 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 in their capacity in, in that. And then I know that that seems like when I say these things that I'm just perfect, I get it. It's really hard to implement. So don't think that because I know it, it's, it's easy and I've done it and all that shit. It's really, really hard. Uh, to be to be disciplined enough to uh, to be uh, true to to that because it's so much easier to do the non-important stuff. It's so much easier to do the stuff instead of somebody that's not doing it. It's so hard to to tell people uh, uh, that um, uh, things are uh, not working uh, and and that you two should uh, that you two should be um, uh, you know thinking about how you're gonna remedy. It's really hard. Uh, to be frank with people and tell them, look, this is the stuff they're not doing well. All this stuff that, you know, in theory you have to be doing and it's understandable you should be doing. And it's, it seems when somebody tells you like, you know, I'm saying it's, oh, that's so easy. It isn't. It's really hard, hard work and a lot of discipline and a lot of uh, understanding um, uh, things need to be done uh, that need to be done. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's It's way easier when you're looking back at things and and to create a process and everybody says to you yeah focus focus and you know think hard but not overthink stuff but <laughs> when you're into it it's it's not that clear and also probably there is a bunch of day-to-day tasks you just have to do someone has to i don't know send out bills answer emails yes. talk with people and all of this is also consuming your energy Okay, um, I think I think Bastian, I'm really thankful for for what you're doing and for this podcast. I think you shared a lot of a lot of um, great tips and, and knowledge uh, here. Um, maybe do you have any any end, end thoughts? As you said, something that people should remember if they listen to this. So I uh, th- there so I do as as we started with mentoring uh, and I talk about mentoring and one of the things I I, I wasn't doing for a long time but I do uh, these days is when I when I talk about uh, what's important this context this moment in time that we're in um, there is things you know we 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 talked about focus we talked about doing the right things and all that but there's one thing I think that is more important than it has ever been and it's really hard to understand but it is true. In this fast-paced world where things are changing so quickly, uh, well, all of us have to learn quickly is how to forget quickly. Uh, 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 we used to have, we live in a world where we had to remember stuff from 15 years ago. Well, I think we're in a world where, um, you know, um, a lot of the mistakes, if we don't forget about them, learn about them for sure, 
but then forget about them because otherwise they can drain you down because it, you can really quickly turn from being positive and, and moving forward to being sort of constrained by the past. So, so I think more than ever, it is really important to learn and move on, but moving on means uh, leaving the, the, the behind behind you. And, and that is not something that's easy, at least for my generation to do. Our generation loves to dwell on the past, loves to uh, overanalyze the past, loves to do. And, and so uh, what I uh, teach this, um, you know, um, if somebody tells you, uh, uh, you know, you don't appreciate and, or whatever the past, this is a, a period where uh, forgetting things uh, and, and, and moving on is, 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 is very important as well. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it is a is a moment of taking, uh, consuming, but then moving on and forgetting about the past because otherwise you're going to be left uh, uh, le left there. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. That's that's a great insight. And also, uh, thank you everyone for listening to us. You can you can subscribe to our channels and stay tuned uh, for another episode which will be on soon. I don't know when, but soon. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thanks, Francine. See you.